Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, uh, Astros Spring Training. We'll be there on Sunday. Our trip is uh, brought to you by Shoppa's John Deere. Cannot wait. We appreciate them for sponsoring our trip down there. Um, We've got four games we're going to be going to. I'll go through those in a second. But the big concern right now, I say concern, I you know, I mean, Lance McCullers has arm soreness, and as McLean pointed out earlier, <clears throat> we just haven't, nobody's seen him down there. He's not working out outside at the facility with everybody else. I For me, any, any sort of physical malady for Jordan Alvarez is cause for concern for me. He's their best player. He's their most valuable player. If healthy, he might be the most valuable player in the league. Here's Dusty Baker on Jordan Alvarez, who's taking a little bit of time off because of a sore hand, a similar ailment to what he had during the season last year. Well, from my point of view, you you know, it's up to him, kind of. You know, when it, hopefully his hand feels better. And, um, you know, he don't really know how he hurt it. But, I mean, sometimes sometimes you wake up, if you're a ball player, sometimes you wake up sore or hurt so we just have to, uh, you know, see how you know see how it comes out. You brought up this possibility earlier, Seth. If he's just being overly cautious, then good. You know, it's it's early. Any sort of tinge in the hand, let Jordan go sit. Um, I'd be way more worried if it was soreness in his knee than soreness in his hand. Yeah, yeah. I well, know. of course, I mean, but it was his uh, it was his hand, but was giving him the trouble last. Year. I know, and yet for yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. But if it were a knee, I would be really, really worried about that. He's still, even though he isn't as slow as we used to think he was. And when, once we found out that he was actually hobbling around on two partially torn patellar tendons all that time, that he seemed slow. I almost am more nervous about him now that he can run fast because it never really looks comfortable. It always looks like he's a little bit. I told you before, it's like a like a like a big dually pickup truck driving ninety five down the highway. If it has to swerve all of a sudden, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure it can it can handle the task. So, um, yeah, I guess I'd be more nervous with the knee too. I think that what Dusty was talking about there though too about sometimes you just wake up and something sore getting out of bed. Like I remember Lance McCullers telling me that sometimes as a pitcher. You'll wake up on a morning where you're supposed to start, but you slept on your arm wrong. Yeah. And your arm's dead, and you know you got to start that day. <laughs> like, that's got to be the worst feeling in How the world. How does that not happen, like, in the postseason more often? You know what I mean? Like, if I were starting in the postseason, I would say, okay, what's the position I sleep in where that yeah. won't happen to my arm? And can you strap me to this bed in that position? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, probably not the best way. No. Well, they're in, you know, the thing is, though, they're in hotel rooms all the time. Yeah. 
So it's probably sometimes you're just on a mattress that's not quite right or different. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's so it's so it happens. And, but nobody like no pitcher is ever after the game going to be like, well, I didn't sleep that great last night. I wish I wish they'd spring for some nicer hotel. I don't know. I think Garrett Cole's got that in him. I think Garrett Cole. <laughs> if Garrett Cole slept on a hotel bed the wrong way and went out and gave up six earned runs in two and two thirds innings, I think there's like a ninety percent chance that. That he would he would be making excuses out there. I mean, four point three stars on Yelp. This is this is the big league. I, I, you, you, you know, you show up, you check in, you lay down, you think the mattress is good, and then it's it's almost like they change the mattress out altogether. For Pete's they, sake, they turn. They usually <laughs> usually there's turn down service when we're on the road. There was no turn down, no mint. There was no mint on the bed. For Pete's uh, sake, yeah, I think I think Cole would make make excuses for sure. But generally so, speaking, I think you're right. I do think that Jordan, though, too, especially now that he's got all that money, that guaranteed money, he's going to be. I think this is part of becoming a veteran where, you know, in previous training camp, the spring trainings, he might have shown up with his hand kind of sore and just figured, like, oh, gut it out. I don't want to be looked at as soft. Where, like, as baseball players get older, they realize, oh, no, you got you to gotta nip every little thing in the bud because it's a long, long season. So hopefully that's all this is. Yep. I think. Um, yeah, short of like actually, unless until the word sprain or break is used in any of these situations in spring training, I don't get too worried okay, about it. Okay, just so soreness of any type, it's not no. worth it to get worked up over yet. Lance, there's a natural tendency to, to, to be more concerned, except that because you're already in a state of concern over Lance perpetually, it yeah. doesn't necessarily feel like right. a lot worse. You know, it's like when you, it's like when you have one kid that gets A's and one kid that gets C's. You've got like a perpetual level of concern over the kid that gets C's. Yeah. But if he shows up with a C minus, you're not going to freak out. Right. About it. Right. Whereas like the kid with an A, if all of a sudden he gets a C, it's like reason for you got to like hold the presses. We got to address this. You, so, you, you know, you know my defense mechanism for Lance. I just pretend he doesn't exist until August. Until yeah. <laughs> That's what I found is the easiest thing to do. <laughs> Uh, let's see a trailer wheel and frame text page still weighing in on the arrogance of various people at sports radio 610 Lopez is the worst. He's the annoying, arrogant guy who brags and brings up something that has nothing to do with the topic. He will go off topic to brag about something and try to tie it into his topic. (laughs) (laughs) So Lopez um, goes into business for himself. Basically. Does he, so he brings up something off topic. So, like, if you and I were having a discussion about Jordan's hand, like, would Lopez find a way to figure out, like, <laughs> tell a story about the time he was fishing in Cabo? Or, he, or, or he would find yeah. a way to tie Dan Pastorini into it because he wrote a book about Dan Pastorini? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's does like Lopez, in the book Taking Lopez- Flack. <laughs> Does Lopez treat his books the way some people treat their marathons? Yeah. Like they're going to figure out a way to work it into the conversation. He doesn't have a twenty-six point two decal on the back of his car. He's just got a he's got a decal of taking flack and the Carrie Strug book. <laughs> he walks into every room limping like Carrie Strug. Um, he doesn't. <laughs> if you're out at a restaurant, the table's kind of wobbly. Like you know, it would work well. A few pages out of one of my books to slide it right underneath the bottom there. Here's a good one about me 7907 did that sound arrogant where i go here's a good one about me um 
7907 trailer wheel and frame text page. I don't know if Sean's arrogant, but he always says my national show, then mentions he won the five time or he's the five time smack off winner on the Jim Rome show. That's and then mentions a lot that Notre Dame is his alma mater. But no, he's not arrogant, SMH. <laughs> That's not fair about the smack off thing. I think uh, I bring that up way more often than you do. Yeah, I don't, I don't mention it ever, much at all. You don't really ever bring it up. A lot of times you'll I, I will I'll I won't even realize that it's the day of the smack off sometimes because you won't mention it on air. Yeah, I think out of because it's uh, because you're because you're competing with uh, whoever's on in our day part at that time. That would really. be in so the loop. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I don't want to steal. You want to compete within the loop, right? Because people would be tuning over in droves to hear my phone call. I would hate to yeah. hate to siphon off half their audience for a four minute period. Um, <laughs> Dusty uh, was asked if your Don. I like how you arrogantly just assume it would be half their audience. I was sarcastically saying yeah. it would be half their uh, audience. That sounded pretty arrogant to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, here was Dusty uh, on your Don's hand. Um, did this thing need surgery? No, they said it, it, it didn't need it. If anybody knows about hand, hand promise me. I've had four of them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it's on my top hand. And, uh, you know, his, he said he didn't – well, so far the doc said, no, he didn't need it. surgery. <laughs> Does, did he just pull a Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> he did a little bit. Yeah, like, I mean, I played <laughs> – Okay, let's do this again. Let's do guys, this. Uh, guys, I played 20 years in the bigs. It was, uh, <laughs> I, had, Dusty, I had my share of hands. Did Dusty pull a Lopez here where we have a listener accusing Lopez of completely changing topic to make it a Lopez-friendly topic? Hey, Dusty, did Jordan Alvarez's hand need surgery? No, they said it, it, it didn't need it. If anybody knows about hands, hand, promise me. I've had four of them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it's on my top hand. And, uh... You know, he's, he said he didn't, well, so far the doc said, no, he doesn't need it. surgery. Hey, if anybody knows about medical treatment of hands, it's me. Uh, I broke mine in 1968, <laughs> and I assume the methods are the same. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Dusty asked if you want him to autograph his book for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think Lopez no, is getting a bad rap. If you want to, that's know the legitimate. Truth. That's legitimate out of Dusty there in comparison. Yes, having forehand issues. That's the benefit of having a seventy-three-year-old manager. He has a lot of practical experience. He can draw from. Similar. That's the benefit of having a sixty-plus-year-old coworker like John Lopez. If he wanted to try to really like make himself look sophisticated or like use this as a way to kind of gain some clout, he would have mentioned that he still tends his rose garden. Yeah. Despite having had four major league baseball caused yeah. Yeah. hand injuries. Yes. You know how hard it is to clip these grapes for my winery with these hands that have had surgery so many times. Does he have a? Oh, he has a winery. Does he have roses too? Doesn't he? Does, he talks about his roses and just kind yeah. of clipping them. Yeah, like the okay. just. But the I was afraid I got my botany confused. No, there. okay, <laughs> botany. Um, but I think he's in the wine business, Dusty Baker. If I'm not mistaken. Like, yeah, so am I. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in the wine business. I think he's on popping the, the whole damn thing. I think up. He's on the selling side of it. The, consumption. Some, side. some people tend roses to feel sophisticated. I drink a lot of red wine. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the deep dish pizza business. Um, I listen, listen. I drink too much, but I do it at, at 25 bucks a clip. Right, yeah. right. No, you're contributing <laughs> to the economy. Damn it. Um, text message uh, four eight five four trailer trailer wheel and frame text page. Love how I hear your promo for going to spring training and baseball is back. While I live here in Minnesota, watching a blizzard dump eighteen to twenty four inches of snow. Oh, and no one I talk to up here cares about Correa. He's the twin <laughs> Springer. 
Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's um. That's encouraging. Lamont, that's encouraging yeah. to me. Lamont, I'm about to explain something. So uh, <laughs> you've been so, warned. Brandy, my wife and I went to a, a Blue Jays game last year uh, uh, to the Mariners. It was a Blue Jays Mariners because we knew that we were up there visiting family and we knew that the winner of that series was going to play the Astros. So we went to a Blue Jays game and Brandy and I were both kind of depressed that Springer was not nearly beloved. And I, you know, I wouldn't say beloved at all. Um, it was just a different view of Springer up there because he's not, you know, the, the young up and coming guy like so many of which they have on that team. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of sad for us. So likewise, in Minnesota, people just don't give a damn about Correa. He's just this latest free agent that's come in. I feel like he's been a spark for, for that team becoming a serious baseball team. Well, th- this is what I do wonder, Seth. And this is a kind of a flavor of what you were bringing up with Harden before and something you and I both brought up with Correa when eventually he had to go back kind of tail between legs and take the paltry $200 million from the Twins yeah, yeah. because he was a San Francisco Giant for a bit. Not officially, but generally was. And he then was, a Met for a And then a Met for a bit, <laughs> for a while, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then he goes back to Minnesota for less money in fewer years and just acts like nothing ever happened. Like I, I'm glad. He even said the words in one of his interviews, the fans in Minnesota love me. Like, yeah. okay, and, and, and some of them probably do. Like, look, Minnesota does not play in the same deep end of the pool talent-wise that teams like the Astros do. Yeah. Um, um, so Correa is a luxury for them. Um, but I'm if that Minnesota texter is indicative of how some people feel about Correa, I'm encouraged by the moxie of the people from the Twin Cities that they're not just going to roll over and let Correa come strutting back in after cheating with would, two strumpets for the last month. Sean, it would be like if Beyonce left Destiny's Child and just like flopped flat on her face, just had like two stinkers of albums, and then and then came back. It was like, hey, I'm back. Are we going on tour? Let's do it for the age. Yeah, yeah like yeah, all exactly. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. They exactly. might be like, all right, Beyonce. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's uh, it's not quite the same anymore. I'm encouraged by this Minnesota guy. He makes me uh, makes me makes me feel uh, my faith I, in listen. mankind in Minnesota has been restored and i'll tell you one thing james hart all right uh pain and pendergast you're good seth you're good uh so um yeah so it's spring training we this is what we've got on the docket seth spring training uh we've got two home games and two away games for the uh for the houston astros down in west palm beach well the two home games are in west palm beach so monday we've got a little home game with miami um we travel up to Port St. Lucie on Tuesday for a game against the Mets. I wonder if we get a Verlander sighting. I don't know. How do the teams handle spring training? Are they, like, do, do the guys like Verlander not pitch until, like, the end? Like, is spring training, like, a load-managing situation like training camp is in the NFL when it comes to these games? They've got to get stretched out for the season, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, so maybe we get Verlander. At the very least, maybe we can heckle Verlander when we see them play the Mets. In Port St. Lucie. Yeah, and um, I, I think the – now, Shauna, too, I don't have to talk you through this, but, like, it, you don't freak out over a bad performance of a pitcher either. No, because yeah. they're working on things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm like, fine A lot with of that. times a guy will have a great, a, gr- a great performance. Yeah. But he just, you know, but he lets up three home runs. But he's like, yeah, it's yeah. exactly where I was trying to locate it. Right, so right, It's right. weird. Yeah. It is weird. Home for Boston on Wednesday. And then we are going down to Venice, Florida, on Thursday to see them play St. Louis. Um, so we can we can uh, conjure up some of our old school NL Central hate. I think and throw things at the Cardinals. I think Mike. I think Mike Meltzer's. Uh, I think his parents live in Venice. 
Venice, no. Florida. We're gonna have to go have dinner with Mike Meltzer's parents. Okay, They're awesome. Do they know yeah. that? Yeah, Michael, I know him. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been. Yeah, so that guy is awesome. He is awesome, awesome. <laughs> so you, so you, you've uh, you've broken bread with Mike's family before. Yeah, when we were at the Super Bowl in New York, probably, New York, right? we took the train up to Connecticut and uh, had dinner at their family's house. But then his dad retired and they moved to Florida. Okay. And his dad, is, lost... his dad is Russian, right? Yeah, his dad is Russian, okay. as is his mom. Okay. Like, they came from Russia when Mike was, like, three years old. Okay, got you. Got and you. I always tried to get him to embellish the story a little bit. Like, uh, like tell me you hopped on a freight train or something and, like, had to, uh, you know, hide under blankets. But, no, they got on a plane and came over. <laughs> so, <they're>, yeah. <laughs> we were in the B like, group. Yeah. But did you have to, like, live on the streets? Like, no, they're, uh, we had family over here. Oh. So, we, uh, yeah. The, the, meal, was, the meal on the flight was a little cold. <laughs> but because it, it was the Soviet Union. I mean, they yeah. left when it was still the Soviet Union. Yep. But because Meltzer's... Dad is Jewish. They, uh, under some kind of exemption, they were allowed to leave the country. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow, interesting. Um, yeah, we, I'm, I'm up for that. If we're looking for stuff to do, we got our, we got our uh, dance card we need to fill up here. If we need to put House Meltzer on <laughs> there. Go to- <laughs> yeah. Let's find some hey, other people Sean, who aren't expecting you're like, us. You're trying to figure out some fun things to do in <laughs> Meltzer's family. I know uh, some old retired people that you don't know that we could go hang out with. <laughs> I'm, going on, I'm going on your Yelp review of them as people that they were very fun. No, uh, you know what was cool is I went to eat with Meltzer's family, yeah. and they were feeding me all kinds of dishes, and it was stuff that I hadn't necessarily had before. And I was asking, like, so is this, like, what you grew up eating? And sh- and they said, no, uh, I don't know if you heard, Seth, but it kind of sucked in the Soviet Union. <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't have a lot of choices. It right. wasn't like, what kind of tomato sauce do you eat? Right. Like, no, it's... It's the tomato sauce. It's the cheese. It's the, the, like, there was, that's it. You get one type of whatever you're getting, and that's it. So a lot of the dishes that they'd learned, uh, they learned, like, when they got to America for some of the traditional Eastern European dishes. But there was none of that growing up, uh, you know, when, when Meltzer was just a little infant in Russia. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, all right, Payne and Pendergast. We'll be at spring training courtesy of Shapa's John Deere. We're looking forward to that. We leave on Sunday, back next Friday. And, uh, well, we'll be doing the show from there on Friday, flying home on Friday night. So look out, Houston. We'll be back on Friday night. Um, all right, up next, um, odds boards for some of these quarterbacks that are getting ready to change teams. Which ones are the Texans showing up at least on the radar for? Would we, be, would we approve of these moves next? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. So we got emailed these odds yesterday on where some of these quarterbacks could end up. I love that quarterback movement has become a tradition in the NFL. It just makes it so much spicier in the offseason. It really does. Um, it's a big equalizer. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, and and look, someday the Texans are going to have fortified their roster here, and maybe they have not identified a solution at quarterback yet. And maybe they're, you know, someday they're like the Jets are right now. We're like, look, we've done everything right in the draft, other than drafting Zach Wilson with the second overall pick. But boy, we're in the market now. We'll go get Aaron Rodgers. We'll go get Derek Carr. We'll see. I feel like these odds boards, Seth, for Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, and Aaron Rodgers, if they're not. For the case of Rodgers and Jackson, it's the odds of who they'll be with if they're not with their current teams. Carr's a free agent. Um, I feel like the Texans are getting thrown into the mix here at the very end just because they need a quarterback. Like, (laughs) Lamar Jackson, the favorite for Lamar Jackson, if he's not a Raven, is the Atlanta Falcons at 3-1. to The Texans are 12 teams later at 33-1. to I don't think he's going to be here. Derek Carr, the favorite, heavy favorite, is the Jets at 1-2. to Heavy favorite for Derek Carr. Texans, 50 to 1. They made the list. Aaron Rodgers, he's not with Green Bay. Raiders, 1 to 2. So basically, you gotta risk a dollar, you gotta risk two dollars just to win a buck. Um, Texans, 50 to 1. So the Texans are getting thrown into the mix here, but I don't think any of these guys are gonna be the quarterback solution for the Texans anytime soon. I wonder what the I wonder what's fueling such optimism that it would be the Raiders. Is it just simply that that makes the, that if he is going to get traded, like that's a place that's ready to go with a better quarterback on offense. Defensively, presumably they could promise Aaron they're going to stock up. I mean, Aaron's been getting promises from Green Bay about an improved defense for year after year after year. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like that's the one that he would most easily approve. And uh, I mean, look at the Titans. The Titans are, if A.J. Brown were still there, maybe it might make some sense. But the Raiders just make a lot of sense. The biggest obstacle there is just whether or not Aaron Rodgers and Josh McDaniels would actually get along. Yeah, yes, that's a huge question. I think, you know, this is a quarterback who's, you're probably looking at what, like a two-year window for Aaron Rodgers? Reasonably, like just a couple more years. He might look at Tennessee as... um, as a more winnable situation than having to be in the same division with Mahomes for the next two years. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're, you're yeah. the and he, Herbert for, you know, whatever you think of the chargers, Herbert, at least is and, a, is and a Sean Payton is now the coach in Denver, you know, like it's here. And Sean Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I suppose. I reckon. Supposed to act like he's salvageable. Yes. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. you, you go to Tennessee 
Tennessee's got the 11th pick. You know, the Raiders have the 7th pick. So they both got high draft picks, and it would probably take more than just that one pick to get a deal done with Green Bay, I would imagine. Um, but you're in a division with the Texans, total rebuild. The Colts, uh, pretty much yeah. a t- you know a, a, enough of a rebuild to where you, you feel like, okay, with Aaron Rodgers, we're better than them. And then Jacksonville, who's played two good months of football in the last decade. <laughs> I would love it. It would be fun if Aaron Rodgers went to Tennessee and it just turned into all of a sudden um, Trevor Lawrence continues to look really good, or at least as good as he did the, you know, the second half of the season. Um, Bryce Young becomes like an all-pro in his second season, and then Will Levis is uh, Josh Allen reincarnated. Yeah. That, that, would be, that would be really, really fun just to watch. Just to watch Aaron Rodgers get outgunned. Aside from the fact that it would be fun to be in a very relevant AFC South. It would. It, yeah, he makes he and all that other stuff happening would make the AFC South far more relevant. Do you like how I said Bryce Young would be good and I didn't even have to explain that it was with the Texans? <laughs> no. That's, a, <laughs> well, that's Lamont, my expectation Lamont appreciates at this point. that, yes. <laughs> uh, so I, I think you, you raise a good point, which is, okay, Aaron Rodgers, there's a lot of drama that comes with Aaron Rodgers. And if you're a head coach, you've got to be ready not just for the talent, but also the drama that comes with Aaron Rodgers. Him getting along with Josh McDaniels is definitely a wrinkle. How do you think Vrabel would do with Aaron Rodgers? Oh, I think um, I think he pretty. I, I think Rodgers would probably appreciate Vrabel's kind of brusqueness. Um, I think Vrabel's got a way of getting away with a lot of stuff that might look like kind of rough, rough talk, but it's because he's. Uh, like he's just a very like down to earth guy. At the end of the day, that gets along with a lot of people. Um, but I, yeah, boy, because he's a diva. Rogers is a diva. I feel like a lot of divas at least understand and know that they're divas. I'm not sure that Rogers is aware of the fact that he's a diva. I wonder if Rabel will get respect from Rogers just because of his resume as a player. You know, like, yeah. that might hit differently than playing for Mike McCarthy or playing for Matt Lafleur or playing for Josh yeah. McDaniels. You know, Rabel is yeah. a you know he's not a Hall of Fame or anything, but he's a pretty decorated football player. He's won a bunch of Super Bowls. You know. Vrabel, perhaps, there wouldn't necessarily be the same. I mean, because Vrabel's a defensive coach. Yeah. That maybe, I don't know, maybe that matters somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what are you, okay. So, Sean Payton goes to Denver, and he says, no, Russell Wilson's not allowed to have his private coach and staff yeah. at the facility anymore. Does Vrabel say, hey, welcome to Tennessee, but you're not doing the Pat McAfee show every week anymore? It's uh, creating too much of a distraction. What does Aaron Rodgers say to that? I think he would bristle at that, at being told what to do. I, I don't think Aaron yeah. Rodgers would handle that well at all. And I don't think I don't think Vrabel would present it that way. But if they were having the discussion about it, because you know, uh, Rodgers is going to have the ability to approve or disapprove of any of these trades. Sure. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think if Vrabel brought it up respectfully over like green tea or whatever the hell Aaron Rodgers? That would does, help. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You'd do some kind of like. You do some kind of like Thai tea ceremony that Rogers learned when he was hiking over there, sitting in the dark seasons ago. Yeah. Um, Um, Do you think? Do you think Rogers would be amenable to at least toning a couple of things down? Maybe, maybe. I like. I just like. I I wonder where Rogers, where he's like, where his headspace is at. Like, how does Rogers strike me as a guy whose boy is just like starving to win a Super Bowl? Like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever it takes. It, um, if you tell me to dial it back, Jerry, you tell me to eat lima beans, I'll eat lima beans. Whatever it is, yeah. 
I don't. He doesn't strike me as that. He's, he's a guy who constantly creates drama in the offseason for his own team. I'll also remind you that Tim Kelly is the offensive coordinator. In oh Tennessee boy! Too. Oh boy! Well, he let Desha- is, um, Kelly let Deshaun notable. sling it all over the yard that one year. It's I know, I know. They, it, it's it, I, the thing I wonder about is there's different terminology involved here, and him going to the Raiders, there'd be different terminology that he'd have to learn, a different offensive philosophy. That's not so easy to do when you're 40. You know, Roethlisberger put on a good face about it um, and and claimed that he liked doing it these last couple of years, but I don't know. I, I I'm not so sure about that. I think that that's the one advantage that Rodgers would have in going to some of the other places. What are the other places on the odds boards? The odds board, uh, Raiders won, uh, Jets two. Yeah, Jets would make some sense because they've been – He's got Hackett there. This guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. The Jets brought in Hackett the way the Broncos did. Yeah. Somehow thinking that that's like the magical lure for an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like Nathaniel Hackett must have a good – mushroom hookup or something because they keep <laughs> acting like oh yeah <laughs> he's the guy Aaron Rodgers will totally follow him yeah like whatever whatever Hackett offered Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay Rodgers seems to have replaced it elsewhere those are the big three like after that like 49ers I don't think he's going to the 49ers Patriots how would Rodgers do with Belichick do you think well, I don't. That's what I don't know. I think that there's probably a mutual respect there yeah. in Belichick. Well, I don't know. Brady, Brady seemed to get sick and tired of being treated like dirt. That was twenty <laughs> years, though. You're yeah. only. I mean, that was that was a long that's time. True. That was a long. Yeah, long that's time. true. Yeah, there's a lot of baggage built up over that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, be interesting. Uh, Lamar Jackson favorite is the Falcons. The big thing that people are talking about on TV shows and whatnot about Lamar Jackson is the window open to apply the franchise tag to players yesterday and for Lamar Jackson there's two types of franchise tags there's one where no other team can negotiate with him you got to pay 45 million for that one if you're the Ravens there's another one where teams are allowed to negotiate with him like he's a free agent but they've got to give up two first round picks if they sign him and the Ravens have the right to match any offer that one only only costs 32 million so it's a big difference between the two like if you're gonna if you don't want anybody to get their greasy mitts on Lamar Jackson, you've got to pay an extra thirteen million for for that right for the Ravens. Yeah. If I'm the Ravens, there's part of me, Seth, that wants to give him the lower franchise tag and just see what the market bears. Like let Lamar Jackson go out there and see if yeah. that Deshaun Watson contract that he so richly wants, two hundred and fifty million guaranteed, see if it's see if it's out there. My guess is he learns it's not out there. And, and, and if he learns that it's out there, then it's up to the Ravens to say, okay, well, we'll match it or give us two first-round picks. Well, that's where, I mean, the biggest bargaining chip a lot of these teams have right now is, look, yes, Aaron Rodgers, these are the highest, you went over this earlier in the show, but these are the biggest quarterback contracts out there right now. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson. At least three of those four contracts right now are looking like really, really bad deals. And I expect Deshaun Watson to look better this season, but he certainly hasn't earned that money yet. So, I mean, that's a a wild card in a lot of ways. Um, And then, obviously, you get to Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, and those look all right. But the the four biggest ones are ones that I don't think that – it's justifiable that you should expect me to pay that same amount of money because it's obvious that it's not guaranteed for results. Yep. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a, uh, on a Wednesday. Um, we are off to uh, spring training on Sunday afternoon, brought to you by Shoppa's John Deere. We're looking forward to that. Looking forward to finding out what they've got going on, on In the Loop. 
I got to see what Lopez thinks about this person saying that Lopez is arrogant because he just shifts topics over to things that he can brag about. I'll see if John, John Lopez is, uh, despite your contention texter that he's arrogant, he's actually somewhat self-deprecating at the same time. So we'll see if he agrees with this. We'll find out what they got it's going a good on. good ruse for on, the arrogant. <laughs> self-deprecation? Yeah. Faux self-deprecation. <laughs> I've made it a staple for 50-some-odd years now. Uh, we'll find out what they got going on on In The Loop next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. They're doing a thing on TV. Right now on first take, where they're showing all of Steve. Stephen A. Smith does something called Stephen's A-List. And during the NFL season, I guess it's basically like his power rankings of NFL teams. And this was a weird year for the NFL. So they were basically, Seth, just doing a montage of his various power rankings in the NFL along the way during the season. And at different times during the year, like he had the Rams at the top of his power rankings. And then he had the Buccaneers (laughs) at the top. Like there were... There were three or four teams along the way that he had at the top of his power rankings that get the Packers there at one point that didn't finish anywhere near. God, and now that I articulate that and talk that through, like, wow, those are a lot of teams we all thought were going to be good. The Broncos before oh, yeah. the season. What a weird yeah. year we just had. Oh, the, Yeah, Sean, the AFC West was going to be the best, best division that ever existed in any sport that's ever been. Uh, it's a, it was stronger than Milo the Great or whoever that dude was back yeah. in the day. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was incredible. We just, we yeah. were so far outside of it here in Houston that it just didn't really hit me as hard. You know what I mean? We weren't directly it, what impacted a weird, by this. What a weird NFL year yeah. it was yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, you know what? Yeah, the sports media tends to not respond well when the narratives don't go the way the way everybody wants them to. You've already convinced yourself you're super smart because you got this narrative in your head. Right. And it goes differently and you just ignore it. That's what the NFL every year, not just last year, but every year there are teams like where all of a sudden it's two thirds of the way through the season and you're like, oh, wait, this this team's actually like got a shot at the playoffs. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, we better start paying attention to oh wow. The the you mean the Falcons are actually viable playoff? Dude, okay. yeah, and you just nailed it. And there's way more teams like that every year than there've been because yeah. of the expansion of the playoffs. 
you know, the seven teams make it now. Now there's always one or two divisions where it seems like nine and eight is getting the job done. Hell, eight and nine got it done in the NFC South this year. So that keeps the whole division around. Speaking of teams that were kind of a surprise and then felt more like it was probably going to be the, the Dolphins were all over the place last year. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, to a tongue of Iowa, huh? Like, ooh, MVP. Like, oh, now nah, he sucks again. Oh, and now he's hurt even after he sucked again. The Texans broke to a tongue of Iowa. He was awful. He was he was completing 50% of his passes in the three games after the he got benched for his own safety against the Texans. And um, now he is taking judo. So we can learn how to fall better and hopefully avoid. Okay, That's thank from, you. From Vindication for people who laugh at me and Seth thinking that saying that Tua doesn't know how to fall. Like it's do people. Do people laugh at us. I, I've I've brought that up in a few barroom arguments about. I've yeah. I, I've had I had somebody yesterday in a barroom argument bring up that Bryce Young is is basically just Tua Tonga Vilo, and I said, "Sir, kind sir, who I've never <laughs> met before." Um, yeah. He uh, Bryce at least knows how to avoid contact and fall. Tua only yeah. knows how to fall on his head. And he yes. kind of chuckled at that and chuckled. And I said, okay, t- like the burden of proof is on you. Dude had like four <laughs> concussions because he landed on his head in the pocket. Yeah. yeah, no, there is totally something to that. Like I sometimes people don't realize that learning to fall is an actual thing. Like I was like I grew up as wrestling, so it was it was like that's just part of the deal. You grow up doing, you know, jumping somersaults and everything, just learning how to fall, learn how to, you know, roll through yeah. contact with the ground and all that. And a lot of guys are the, the exact opposite. Like they stiffen up like a board when they're about to hit the ground. That's how RG three was. That's how Tua was. Yeah. And um, you know, Tom Brady spends time learning how to fall away from his throwing shoulder. And if he does have to fall on his throwing shoulder, how to absorb the contact and all that. I think for Bryce Young, honestly, like spend every off season doing stuff like that. Yeah. Like you gotta, like you do have, you do have more challenges than a naturally big guy. Like if you were to take the same amount of contact that Andrew Lucker or Ben Roethlisberger or somebody like that did, it would end poorly for Bryce Young. He's got to figure out a way to minimize contact as much as possible. The um, It's funny because the power ranking Stephen A. Smith is actually doing right now is NBA players under the most pressure to win a title. <laughs> and number one, Chris Paul. Number two, James Harden. You know what would be really cool is if the two of them could team up together and try. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> well, they just would have to, you know, accept that they're a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Remember when the best way for. Oh, wow. That's awesome. They got Chris Paul and James Harden. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it might, might be a little awkward, you know, getting their, getting them together on the floor at the same time, you know, just as far as dominating the ball. Uh, what's your solution? Uh, we're just not going to play them together at all. That's all. That's all. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to pretend that, like, we're, uh, like, we're polygamists here. And we're just like, oh, it's a, like uh, that show Big Love. Like, oh, it's Tuesday night. It's my yep. James Harden night. Yep. But Wednesday, that's for that's time for Chris Paul. Yeah. yeah. It's just a funny yeah. visual to look at this list. Like, who's under the most pressure to win a title? Chris Paul won. James Harden, too. Oh, boy. If they could just team up. If someone yeah. ever had the idea <laughs> that you could team the two of them up, that would be that would be absolutely who's, amazing. Yeah. Who's number three? Uh Jason Tatum is number three. Um, you know, LeBron said that these these last games of this season are the most important games of his life. 
are there some of the most important do games this? of his life. Why does he do this? He's so dramatic. Why, LeBron, LeBron, it'd be so easy to like you. You're the greatest player maybe in the history of the sport. Why do you do this, well, LeBron? He built it up in his own mind, so he has that motivation. I That's guess, all. I guess. Boy, Travis Kelsey is somewhere right now just like nodding his head about that. Yeah, because no one believes in you, LeBron. Actually, nobody does believe in the Lakers because unlike the Chiefs, they suck. Him carrying around a book and not knowing anything about the book is the still the best. Uh, <laughs> I just because I look, I, I I look, I played with guys like that yeah. that they just weren't at LeBron James same level. But there's always a guy in a locker room that carries around a book, and yet you never really see him read it. But they've right. got a book that makes them look smart. It's you a know? prop. Yeah, yeah, it's a prop. Well, what's uh, what's that? Uh, what's, what's that there? You got a uh, John Paul Sartre, do you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where is he from anyway? I think Idaho or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm told yeah. it's about this existential <laughs> schism or something like that. Uh, yeah, his name's Gene Paul Sartres. He's good. Uh, John Lopez is here. He's I, written. He's I, written I, books. I think I could compare as a writer to John Paul Sartre. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Just nailed it, texter. So we had a texter. Jeez. We had a texter accused you earlier. We had a texter just to reset for the audience who didn't get to hear it. You know. Um, you know. My my initials are, are JP John P Lopez, just like Jean Paul. Jean Paul. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we had a listener accuse me over the weekend of of being a little arrogant. His name's Fernando. He DM me. He said, "I'm a fan of." the show i just wish you would tone down your superiority complex that you carry around uh you come off as arrogant a lot of times seth is the complete opposite i'm sure you don't care what one person thinks which i i found that was the part that hurt me the most i'm like i deeply care which is why i sent you a 200 word reply oh wow but we had a um which was in very good natured and had a lot of laughing emojis in it i'm fine with honestly like i would rather resonate as arrogant with some not all but some mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it means that that you move somebody one way or the other. Yeah. We had a um, a a texter say that because anytime we bring up arrogance, it turns into okay, who at six ten is the most arrogant? Of course, and you get a lot more support than you would probably think. Of course, um, people. The one particular person brought up that you have a tactic where you could be talking about something with Landry and you'll steer it over to something that is your area of expertise, so then you you can then kind of get on your high horse a little bit about it. You know, I think that guy is better than I'm paraphrasing. That. I know I am. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> okay. You know, I might, I might bring this up when uh, I'm inducted into the hall of honor at Texas A&M next <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Wait, when are you seriously though? Yeah, I am. Next he Friday. Is, I'll be, I'll be inducted. Next into the Friday. Texas, yeah. Texas oh. hall. Yeah. So I'll be sure to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> let me let, let me explain. That was tremendous, by the way. I just gotta tell you. I gotta tell you that was. I, I have not seen. I have not seen that done with that level of, of uh, adeptness since uh, uh, Russell Russell Wilson did that in a cut that we uh, we'll find it. Russell, Russell Wilson did that as a, as a, trying to look humble, but pointing out that he as he was accepting yeah, an award. Yeah. He like, uh, referenced another award yes, he had won. Yeah, when yeah. I get the like, award, you know, it's a lot like the victory speech I gave when they gave me the Vince Lombardi uh, uh, Human of the Year award. When, when I get inducted, was, yeah. I'm going to go Kevin Durant with a little twist. I'm going to say I'm the real MVP. Yes, <laughs> yes, I like it. I like it. Like let it. me let me explain. Okay, go ahead. I, on a very serious note, when I first got full time into radio, I think it was 2006. Okay, um, I had a program director tell me, John, here's what I want you to always remember: you've been behind the curtain. Like 
your your entire career has been behind the curtain, knowing people, getting to you know share these things, traveling, all that stuff. He says people that are listening to you haven't. Yeah. He said always make that something that you can offer. Yes. And so I've always tried to offer that, like as just little anecdotes. And no, that's stuff. good. I, yeah. I think it's great. No, that is. Yeah, no, and that is true too because you're right. Because uh, I think like Gavin and Armin both gave me the same advice, and it does mm-hmm. feel it feels conspicuous when you do it sometimes. Yeah, and yet there are people. There's always new people listening that might not know your background or your resume. So there is a little bit of that, like kind of qualifying yourself <laughs> sometimes, or yeah. like giving, like letting people know your credibility. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I yeah. get that. You do a good job. You do a really good job of it. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. He's pumping him up now. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, text message 6414. Here we go. OG sauce plug coming. You know what? There's a new store in the Woodlands uh, that has it now. I know. Texas Star uh, Grill uh, yeah. Shop. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, at least you don't sound like this. John. When I accepted the Vince Lombardi Award of Excellence earlier this year, I told the audience that I dreamed that football would take me as far as I could go. Okay, um, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So was he actually, he was doing that as he was accepting an award. He was doing, it was his video accepting his nomination for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So they they, they nominate one guy from each team. He was the Seahawks nominee. so he was referencing the Walt, the Bart Starr Award as he was whatever. Well, I think it was the Vince Lombardi Award of Excellence or yeah, whatever. Yes, okay. yes. Wow, wow. <laughs> That's smooth <laughs> right there. Man. That's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't yeah. know, rise to that level. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. What do you got going on on the show, you arrogant yeah, SOB? It's it's. <laughs> Let me tell you how good we're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Uh, going on? D'Amico Ryan's little bit of uh, pushback on his character really yes landry dug it up i listened to it this morning uh wow and, that's and, a tease right and, and decision making okay how about oh. that when is that going to be discussed that's probably going to be i think uh late in the 10 o'clock okay hour. okay wow um and then you know we really haven't dug in uh too much on uh, cj stroud and there's a podcast uh there, there, there's an interview he did that was oh, great. kind of a, a, a sure it's hellfire and brimstone peek behind his cur- the curtain of him Ugh. so to speak yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of blah, uh, but I'll let uh, he was he was okay. Was he okay? Yeah, he was All okay. Right. He's kind of blah. All right, well, good. Well, um, I can't wait to see how you uh, how you smear the good name of D'Amico Ryan. <laughs> well, we're not today. doing it. Okay, we are not doing it. We're done. We're out of time. Seth, antibodies to you, my friend. Antibodies to you, everybody, and I, 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 just the same way I would remind everybody, I was the COVID commissioner of Harris County, and uh, look at that. COVID's not really a big deal it's anymore. It's gone. So you're welcome. It's, you stamped yeah. it out single-handedly. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that before we left. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, we're done. We're out of time. We'll see you tomorrow at say Arrogance. See you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Have a great day, everybody. There's nobody like Sean, nobody arrogant about anything. Antibodies to you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t